be excellent. I want, I want to edit out all the ums and the ahs or the spaces. And I've learned that you have to be very cognizant of that desire because you can stop yourself in your tracks. I mean, there are so many people who would be great podcasters have had that intention, but they never made it to the starting gate because of their perfectionism. Welcome to Podcasting Smarter, the podcast for and by podcasters. We interview podcasters for the real scoop on podcasting. Whether you're thinking about starting a podcast or have been podcasting for years, you'll find lots of inspiration, valuable lessons, and tips in our interviews. This podcast is brought to you by Podbean. Please visit podbean.com, the home for podcasters. Hello, podcast friends, and welcome to another episode of Podcasting Smarter. I am your host, Jennifer Crawford, and I am doing my best to remain calm and focused as I introduce today's guest, Bruce Langford. Bruce is not only the host of the Mindfulness Mode podcast, but he is also a life coach and mindfulness counselor. Stay in this moment because Bruce is going to help us wrap our minds around our microphones and be more calm, focused, and intentional podcasters. Thanks for being here today, Bruce. Hey, Jennifer. It's great to be here. Thanks so much for inviting me on the show. Completely my pleasure. I've been enjoying your podcast this morning, and I find it so insightful, and your guests are amazing. So I have tons of questions for you today, and I'm sure you're going to be able to make anyone listening a smarter podcaster. Well, I'm thrilled to be here. I'm thrilled to share my knowledge of podcasting and of being mindful because that really helps when you're a podcaster. Yeah, I I can definitely see how that could help any podcaster. So let's start with the basics. What motivated you to start the Mindfulness Mode podcast? Oh, gosh, I was helping so many children and adults with bullying. I was working in the field of bullying prevention and worked in that field for about 10 years. And it became very obvious to me that if I could teach mindfulness skills to my my clients, then the whole issue of bullying would start to dissolve you know it would just not seem like such a such a major factor in their lives and it that happens for a lot of reasons and one of them is because being mindful means being non-judgmental and living in the moment and not thinking about yesterday not worrying about what might happen tomorrow and when you think about it bullying really is about those things a lot about those things So I just started teaching about mindfulness and I found out that so many people resonated with this. So many people wanted to learn more. So it just just snowballed until I had a whole business on the topic of mindfulness. That's amazing. So with that in mind, it's such a... uh it's such a passionate mission that you have to help people with their mindfulness. Do you have anything specific that you'd want to achieve with your podcast? And what have you achieved so far? Yes, I am really excited about my achievements with my podcast. And my biggest achievement is just connecting with you, the listener, connecting in such a way that you really benefit from hearing not only what I have to say, but more importantly, my guests. And so not only are my listeners learning, but I'm learning as well with every single guest because 
Every guest has a message about how they use mindfulness in their lives. And my goal is just to get that message out there because we all have important things to share with the world. And sharing that message then can help you benefit and learn how to become more calm, more centered, more grounded in your life. And therefore, you'll be a lot happier because you'll be achieving the kind of goals you're looking for. So, my goal was was to connect with people and make this into my full-time business which before it was bullying prevention and I still work in that that field as well but I just wanted to work in the very positive field of mindfulness and so I'm really excited about what the podcast has helped me achieve Wow I, I really like all of that so and I, I see other podcasters who have a podcast that complements their business. So I was curious from a business standpoint, have you seen a correlation between your podcast growth and your business success? Yes, there has been a correlation be between that and also between my personal mm. growth and and my my relationships and my personal life and my my family. So in answer to your question, yes, definitely it's it's improved my business, it's helped me to get more clients, helped me to make more connections, and it's just a very exciting way to just, I think, learn more about myself as well as do what I suggested before communicating with my listeners. So it's kind of, there are a lot of benefits to podcasting. Well, yeah, I think podcasting does help you learn a lot about yourself. So with that in mind, has what's been the most surprising thing that you've learned about yourself from podcasting? I think the most surprising thing is learning that, you know, my my own personality is that I tend to lean toward being a perfectionist and I want things to be just right. I want the sound quality to be excellent. I want, I want to edit out all the ums and the ahs or the spaces. And I've learned that you have to be very cognizant of that desire because you can stop yourself in your tracks. I mean, there are so many people who would be great podcasters have had that intention but they never made it to the starting gate because of their perfectionism. They just, they just didn't get launched because they were so bogged down by trying to be perfect. And it's interesting, uh, Jennifer, because just a few days ago, I interviewed my friend Gary, Gary Leland for, to be on his show. Actually, I interviewed him to be on my show. And I asked him a similar question. And he said, you know what? I do everything 80%. Right. And I said, and I said, really? And he said, yeah, I've always been that way. He says, I'm not a perfectionist. I just think, you know what? If it's done 80%, it's done well enough. And I move on to my next job. And he says, I look around me and I see so many people that never launch whatever project they're looking at launching. And by that time I've gone on to my third uh, project. And he said, it's always served me well. He said, I can get other people to clean up some of the little details afterwards if I want to. But he says, yeah, I just go for 80% and then leave it. And I thought, you know, that's really good advice, even though that's not easy to do for somebody like me. Yeah, I've, I went through a similar process of having to sort of leave perfectionism behind if I wanted to get anything accomplished in life in general. Yeah. But it's interesting when you hear somebody else say that it 
it's such a relief to hear it and realize it just kind of gives you permission to do the same because you're like, oh, yes. here's a guy that I respect and I like and I admire and he's doing it. So it must be okay. <laughs> yeah, you are absolutely right, Jennifer. <laughs> well, so mindfulness has a lot to do with staying in the moment and maintaining focus. But I know as podcasters, we're often overwhelmed with multitasking because most podcasters don't have a team of people working for them. We're all doing it ourselves. We're editing editing, we're interviewing, we're booking guests, we're doing show notes. Um, so how is it, is it, av is it avoidable to feel overwhelmed and mul into multitask or can we use mindfulness practice to get ourselves more centered? Well, I think you can definitely use it to become more centered. And I thought the same thing, Jennifer, when I was starting out, I thought, oh, how am I ever going to do all these, all these jobs, especially after the first few episodes, and it started to dawn on me how many things there really were to accomplish. And you know, part of what I do is in mindfulness is that I meditate and I just want to quiet my mind and have that time every morning to just just be calm, be quiet. And afterwards, it's amazing how many thoughts or ideas pop into my head. And then the first week, first or second week that I was podcasting, this idea popped in my head. And it was like, hey, Bruce, why don't you just take a walk down to the local high school? Because my studio is near a high school. And I thought, I'll just walk in there and say hi and ask at the office who is involved in technology here. Maybe I could speak to that person. And of course, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, you know, maybe there's a student here. Maybe there's someone that would maybe like to come down and help me a little bit. There's something here maybe. So actually, as it turned out, I didn't meet the person. I didn't meet anyone in charge of technology. But a week later, I received a phone call because I left my card with my phone number. And this woman said, I just want to tell you, there's a student who is amazing at technology, at Adobe Photoshop. And I would love to suggest that you maybe interview him and talk to him about helping you out with your show. So from that point on, that boy helped me for several months, every afternoon, not every afternoon, but some afternoons after school, he would come down two or three times a week and he would edit a podcast. He would do some Adobe Photoshop. He would just help me out with some things. And he was very, very quick on the yeah. computer. So that's what mindfulness did for me. It kind of turned on a light bulb and I thought of this idea and I might have thought, well, there's no point of doing that. You know, how's that going to work? You know, but I, I wasn't negative. I just did it and went down there and it all worked out. Wow. So you had this problem and it really helped you problem solve your way through it. That's that's great. If, if anybody yes. is uh, poo-pooing mindfulness, I would think that one story would be enough to motivate you to consider it. <laughs> so, yes. as I mentioned, I, I've been listening to your podcast, and you interviewed some very accomplished guests. So, I was curious, you always sound very calm on your podcast, but do you ever get nervous before or during an interview? Well, sometimes I do get a little bit nervous. I mean, nerves are sometimes your friend because they can kind of put you at that level where, you know, you you really want to make sure you're prepared. You really want to make sure you're watching the clock and you're on time. And so it's, it can kind of serve you well sometimes, but you don't want to be in that position where it's you have these nerves happening because you're not prepared or because, you know, things aren't going right. And of course, 
as a podcaster, things don't always go right. I was interviewing a gentleman this morning who is very well known in the online world. And I am telling you, Jennifer, one minute before I was ready to click connect, my internet oh, went no. down. <laughs> And I'm like, this is unbelievable. But I have backups for most things. And so I have a backup internet solution, which is a, uh, it's called a turbo hub. And I was able to grab that, plug it in, plug in my cord. And within three minutes, I was talking with them on the line, even though my own main internet was down. So I was able to stay calm just because I did have that in the back of my mind. Hey, I have a backup solution. I can do that. Yeah, sometimes we get nervous about things. But, you know, as a matter of fact, because I've been doing a lot of interviews lately, and I don't know, I've been keeping some pretty long hours about... 40 minutes ago, I thought, wow, I'm feeling a lot of tension. And I know I have Jennifer's interview <laughs> coming up, and I want to be relaxed. I don't want to be tense, you know. And so I just took a little walk down by the river and I just looked at the water for a few minutes and I laid down on the grass and I closed my eyes and I just, you know, I just had this really quiet time and I had my timer set. So I wouldn't go to sleep there on the on the grass. But after a few minutes, my timer went off and I thought, you know what? I feel so much more relaxed. I feel great. And I came back to my studio and here I am. You know, things like that can make a huge difference, even though it only took me 15 minutes out of my day to go and do yeah, that. Yeah, that's so interesting that mindfulness, it's not just about a mindset, but it's also about taking, like being prepared, like taking those actions to be prepared so that when you're in situations that might be intense or stressful, you just take that that extra layer of stress away and and then you're just kind of normal nervous, which I think, like you said, can work to your advantage, maybe give you the extra energy you need for an interview or keep you on your toes. So th this whole science of mindfulness is really fascinating. It really is. And, you know, a big part of mindfulness, too, is not judging. And we always think of that as not judging others. But the biggest thing about not judging is not judging yourself. And I was recently on a show where we talked all about, you know, that piece where you bully yourself. Mm. And, you know, I could easily have started thinking this afternoon, oh, I'm so stressed out. I'm so tense. And, and why am I? Because I'm trying to do too much. And you can start this dialogue, this inner dialogue, which ends up with put downs toward yourself. And we just have to stop yeah. it. You know, it's not easy, but you just have to say to yourself, stop that. I'm not going to keep that dialogue going. I'm going to break it. And how am I going to stop it? I'm going to jump up and do something like walk down to the river or whatever it is. Yeah. You, you know? know, and I, that's such a great point because I think podcasters particularly bully themselves quite a bit because how many times have you heard a podcaster say, oh, I hate my voice or I wish I had spoken better or asked a better question. You know, we, we're constantly listening to ourselves back on our own shows and it's, so easy to beat ourselves up because when we listen to it back, we we notice mistakes or, you know, in hindsight, we wish we'd said something differently. Yet, like you said, we can't wait for perfection. We have to put our product out into the world uh, to get our messages out there. So sometimes, you know, we just have to live with those mistakes. So yeah, I don't know the magic to quieting that voice because sometimes I think it comes so naturally to criticize ourselves that unless you're really, really 
mindful. <laughs> it, it's so easy yes. to let it happen on a daily basis. So true. So true. And, you know, you have to stop it as soon as you identify it. And of course, you can identify it easier by being mindful, by taking a few minutes to meditate, even if it's a couple of minutes, and then you'll notice, hey, just a second, what is that voice saying? Right. Yeah. You know? And then you just move on. The big on. meanie voice in there. Just quiet that voice up. Yes. So are, when you're interviewing people, are you consciously mindful or does the mindfulness sort of leave you as you get caught up in the conversation? No, it becomes a habit. And at first I, I thought, you know, I have to consciously remember to be totally present in that conversation, totally listening, totally hearing what my guest is saying so that not only do I know what they're saying, but I'll be ready with a proper answer that, you know, because if you, you've probably listened to podcasts, Jennifer, where you're thinking, was that podcast host even listening? <laughs> yes. You know, they maybe <laughs> said something that just didn't, didn't gel with the, the uh, guest. And that's so easy to do because, you know, we're thinking about our recording, we're thinking about our technology and what's happening around us and is everything quiet i mean there are so many things well i put this in my show notes well you know there's so many things to think about but really you just have to focus on your guest and as you do it more and more it becomes habit that's such great advice do you think you have gotten better at that so you're about a year into your podcast is that right okay yes, I so am. if you compare episode 1 to like your latest episode can you see or hear a change Yes, I definitely can. I I really believe that I'm more in tune with the guest and that I'm just I'm more calm with with my guest as well and and just at doing the whole thing because I have more of an overall view of what has to be done and how I want the show to sound and the finished product, that kind of thing. Nice, nice. Now is there so that seems like that's going really well, the focusing on your guests and being really in tune with them. And I have to agree from listening to your podcast, you're it's definitely true. Is there anything you'd like to improve with your podcast? Well, Jennifer, I'm always yeah. looking at improvements. You know, there are always things I, I want to, you know, improve my, uh, you know, I, I for one thing, I think, you know what, I just should be able to make this so I don't have to edit it. And so I do uh, lots of interviews where I think that was good. I don't need to do any editing. But then others, I thought I wasn't quite on as much as I should have been. And there are certain things in there that I really need to change or edit out or, you know, like this morning when I was talking to my guest and I accidentally spilt my coffee on the floor. <laughs> yeah. We've know? all been there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh my gosh. So I was also curious because I'm always fascinated about workflows with different podcasters. So how do you prepare for your show? Do you use any productivity tools, that sort of thing? Well, the one thing I do is I listen to Kate Erickson on yes. Kate's Take, and she is amazing. I had her on my show actually as well, but she's just so excellent at systems and processes, and she just can really help me get excited about that too. And so I have checklists that I follow and I, I make sure I have it all broken down exactly into the detail of every little step. And I do that not only for myself, but also so that if I do have an assistant and right now I have my son assisting me for the summer and he's 14. So I'm able to say, okay, you know, we need to make sure we know what we're doing step by step. And that step by step breakdown can 
really help. And then you can start to realize, hey, just a minute, those are some steps I could outsource if right. I needed to. That's you really know. smart. So I know a, a big pain point for a lot of podcasters is just the finding guests, scheduling guests, booking guests. How do you deal with that? What does that process for you look like? Well, the first thing is, uh, I just have to take the time. Yeah. I have to put it into my schedule, block the time. Because you know what? It's so easy to kind of, you move along, you think you're you're so busy doing everything. And you've got this list of things you're trying to accomplish. And day after day, and then suddenly you're like, hey, I need more guests. How, where am I going to get the guests? Well, the answer is simple. You're going to block time in your schedule. And then you're going to systematically look at some places where you can get guests. And it's it's really not as difficult as some people think. I mean, you, you can look online at some, let's say, for instance, uh, a summit, an online summit that's interesting, that's in, in the line of business, the same theme that your podcast is on. Check out the summit, see who is speaking on that summit, and reach out to them. And as you know, when people go on summits or podcasters go on their shows, most of them are very willing to connect with you and hear what you're doing. And a lot of them will have time and will be happy to be on your show. And of course, I think we underestimate the power of authors and authors being on our show. Sometimes we think, oh, that's that's such a big author. He's a best-selling author. He'd never be on my show. But when in fact, if you reach out to that author, you may find they're the most down-to-earth person, so happy and thrilled to be on your show. All you have to do is just Google them, figure out how to connect with them, whether it's on LinkedIn, whether it's on Twitter, whether somehow you're finding their email address. I mean, there are ways to connect with almost any of these people. It just takes time. So you've got that time blocked out. Make up your mind. You're going to just for that period of time, focus on finding guests and you're going to find guests. You know, you're going to send out messages to them. You're going to make sure that you send out messages to them that indicate to them that you really know who they are. You've really listened to their podcast or you've really read their book and you're, you know, making references to the fact that, you know, you really appreciate something that you read in chapter five or something like that. And be genuine, be yourself and cite something like that. Make sure that it doesn't look like a form letter. And, you know, I think you'll have pretty good luck finding guests. Yeah, I think that's really great advice. The non-form letter, yeah, you can't use a form letter. And and doing that extra bit of research really helps because I think ultimately people are very flattered to be invited on a podcast. And unless they truly don't have the time, I think they will they will enjoy being on your podcast if it fits with their messaging and what they've got going on. And if you've done your research, then that shouldn't be an issue. So yeah, I think people will be surprised how many yeses they get. And if you get a no, you're no you're no worse off than you were before you asked. So yeah, yes, you might as well right. try. <laughs> yes, that's right. So I'm curious. I know your podcast is a complement to your business, but have you monetized your podcast in any other way? Uh, 
directly, I really haven't at this point. And one of the things with, with that is that in talking with other podcasters and just kind of getting a feel of the online world in the field of podcasting, I thought, you know what, I need to apply a mindfulness technique to this. And this is the mindfulness technique that is of allowing. Just, I went into it thinking, you know what, I'm not going to force it. I'm not going to, you know, be in this state where, you know, I must have income by, you know, the time two months is over or something like this. I'm going to go into it, enjoy it, connect with my guests and do my best. And the time will come. And when the time comes and it feels right and, and so on, I think it will happen. And I read this book, The Surrender Experiment by Michael A. Singer. And I thought, wow, it just it's just such a wonderful example of how when you live your life, if you can just allow things to happen without trying to force things to happen, then a lot of times we're a lot happier and things go a lot smoother. So in answer to your question, I haven't done much monetizing, you know, in a big way of my podcast directly. Okay. You know, that what you just said about monetizing reminded me of one of your episodes that I listened to this morning, and I forget the guest's name, but he was talking about it's great to have intention without attachment. Do you remember yes. that? Where it's like, it's great, to ha- it's great, you should have goals and ambition and, and want to do things, but to not be too attached to the, the outcome. Like, let that be malleable yes. and not, you know, and, and, and not tie you down too much to that vision. And so that sounds like that you applied that to your, your monetization yes, philosophy, yes, which is great. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> um, great. Okay, so I was wondering, and I hope this doesn't put you on the spot too much, but I was wondering if you could give us three ways that podcasters could start a mindfulness practice. Oh, definitely. Well, the first way is just by simply taking some time every day to just meditate. And if you're not comfortable with the word meditate, just say to yourself, you know what, I'm just going to have quiet time. (laughs) Or you may want to say to yourself, I'm just going to spend a few minutes in prayer. Some people are more comfortable with that term. Whatever term you use, we all meditate in different ways. And I've really learned that from my podcast guests. Maybe you walk for half an hour and that's your time to just clear your brain and just relax your mind. Like one of my guests, he climbs mountains. He's a mountain climber and that's his form of pot of uh, meditation and his name is Brent Seal. And so that's my suggestion first of all is just take the time to clear your mind every day, make it a habit. And the second thing is use the power of habit because in in being a podcaster, there are so many tasks that are really easy once you create a habit, once you make them a habit. And I read a few months ago, The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, and it is an excellent book that has really helped me because I realize every time I start something, that's that could be the beginning of a habit. And I want to make sure it's a good habit. And so in the book, he explains how to make that happen. And the third thing is also something that came from a book that I was very, very impressed by. It's called The War of Art. And he said, you know, Stephen Pressfield said, you know, you have to 
you have to go in this, you know, like you really mean it, you know, don't be half baked about it. It's not just, you know, you might do it. And if it works, you know, you'll see, you know, just really make this a professional thing. And so I thought, yeah, I'm going to really take this seriously. And I think that's the thing. If you're going to do a podcast, like if it's worth doing, it's worth going right in and making sure that you continue with it. If you at the very beginning think, well, I'm just going to do a podcast for three or four months, that's fine. There's nothing the matter with doing a, a podcast that's going to end at a certain time. But you just need to have plans and have some direction. And because so many people who do podcasts, they kind of start, they start with all this energy and they feel great about it. And then it all fizzles out. And then they experience pod fade, yeah. which, you know, they just, it all fizzles out. To I see that happen a lot. And I think it's true with almost anything we do when you're excited about it, you're excited about an idea and then you get going with it. And then the hard work starts, you know, where it's, oh, to really pull this off, I really have to work hard. Hard. It's not easy. The idea is easy, but the actual work takes effort and time and energy. So I think that it's the people that can plow through that and can keep their passion that that end up being our long-term podcasters out there. So yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. Taking it seriously and professionally is so important. Love that. Yes. Love that advice. You are not just a mindfulness counselor. You could be a podcast counselor, Bruce. <laughs> Well, that that I enjoy too because I get a chance to help people sometimes with podcasts and it really is a pleasure to help. And so if anybody's listening and they want to reach out to me, I'd be very happy to help. Yeah, them. and it sounds like they would definitely be going to the right person. Okay, I have a fun question. Are you ready for this one? Sure. If yes, you could I am. choose anyone, living or dead, to have a podcast, who would it be? Hmm, that's a great question. <laughs> I think we've had some great answers to this one. I think I think I'd love to hear a podcast by Beethoven. I think yes. it would be colorful yes. and exciting. And of course, it would be filled with music. And uh, it would, yeah, be colorful in more ways than one. I, know that. I, I studied music at university and I love playing Beethoven on the piano. And, you know, I think that would be an amazing podcast. Oh, it podcast. sure would. I love this question because it makes me think that if podcasts were around back when Beethoven was live, if you think back to pod, if podcasts, Podcasts were around for all of history, all of the amazing people that would have had one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. Okay, and here's yeah. a here's another one I like to ask. If there was a podcast about your life, what would it be called? Hmm. You know, I, I think it would be called a passion for people. Oh, I like that. Because I really enjoy connecting with people. I love every day when I have interviews planned. And then even when I'm editing interviews, it takes me back. And I, I hear them in a different way when I'm editing because I, I don't have to be, you know, like in the moment in the same way. And so I think I think that would be a great name for a, a passion podcast. for people. You know, it's funny when I ask that question, I, and I get these great names of podcasts. And I can't help thinking that I have this theory that this is like, this should be a podcast. This should be maybe podcast number two or three in the Bruce Langford history of podcasting. <laughs> I think the answer comes from like a really honest place. And I always get great names like 
a passion for people. That sounds like it could be a really great podcast. Well, it just rolled off the top of my mind. You know, like I, I don't know. I, I certainly, uh, you hadn't given me the question ahead of time. So it just like, I just popped out of my mind. Yeah, I never, I never give that uh, question ahead of time because I I really like the the spontaneous answers because I think those tend to be, there's some truth and authenticity there. So that is great. Now, for somebody who hasn't listened to your podcast yet, what episode would you direct them to as a good starter episode to mindfulness mode? Well, I noticed that a lot of people listen to 000, which is the episode where I'm just, you know, I talked a year ago about my passion for sharing and communicating with people. And, you know, that's a long time ago, but I noticed that a lot of people do go and listen to that. But I've had so many wonderful guests on and it's been really exciting. So, you know, you certainly go to 000. You could go to uh, number one. I think it was JP Dixon okay. or PJ, PJ, PJ Dixon. Dixon. And, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think that was number one, or it might have been two. It was like right at the very beginning there. Uh, but they're all, you know, I think they're all interesting in sure. different ways. Yeah, it's hard so, to pick a favorite, you know, right? I mean, I've I've had great guests on, so yeah, it is hard. Okay, and before we go, I'd love for you to let our audience know how they can find you and listen to the Mindfulness Mode podcast online. Well, it's mindfulnessmode.com. And remember, mindfulness just has one L. Even I get tricked sometimes when I'm typing. I go, why did I put two L's in there? <laughs> <laughs> but mindfulnessmode.com. And you can email me directly, bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. And you can find me on iTunes as well. Just type in mindfulness mode in the, in the search box and you'll find my podcast. And yeah, I'd look forward to hearing from you. Yep. And we discovered you obviously on Podbean. And I think you're on uh, Stitcher. I found you on Stitcher because I also yes. have a, a Stitcher playlist and a Podbean playlist. So I have both of those apps that I use. So you're everywhere. Right. It's hard not to find you. And you can find, uh, we can find you on Facebook as well and Twitter, right? Yes, exactly. All right. This was so enlightening, Bruce. Thank you so much for being so generous with your experience and your knowledge. I, I think the, it's one thing to have all that knowledge, but it's it's another thing to be willing to share it. So thank you so much. I, I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that are going to be so grateful t- that you were here today. <laughs> I know I am. My pleasure, Jennifer. <laughs> and thank you for reaching out to me. It's just been great. Oh, Lots of fun. Yeah, Shannon, um, you met Shannon first and, and yes. she is so excited that you are going to be one of our guests on Podcasting Smarter. She's a big fan. <laughs> well, Shannon, Shannon's just awesome. You know, she's wonderful. Yeah, she's our communications director at Podbean. So, uh, yeah. you know, her and I exchange a lot of emails on a, a weekly basis. So uh, thank you so much. Enjoy uh, the rest of your week. And I hope to see you again, maybe at next year's podcast movement. Totally. Yeah, I hope to meet you there. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Bruce. Thanks for joining us for Podcasting Smarter. You can check our show notes at podcast.podbean.com for links and details. Please like our podcast, leave your comments, and help us spread the word to other podcasters so we can bring you more great episodes with podcasting tips and inspiration from fellow podcasters. If you want to connect with other podcasters or get interviewed on this podcast, please join our Podcasting Smarter Facebook group. We look forward to welcoming you to the community. Happy podcasting!